0: for premium coffee with real impact. And as always, that link is in the show notes. Happy coffee drinking, sisters, and let's just all agree that girls run the world. Welcome to OK Sis. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week.
1: Ready, Ready, sisters?
0: sisters? Welcome to OK Sis. Hi, sisters. Hey, sisters. What What's up? What's going on? What's going on, girl? What's happening? Uh, um, Welcome to OK Sis. This is the podcast where we chat about one another's current fixations of the week along with a rad female guest. God, how many times do you like you love saying that? And Scoutala and I are sisters IRO. Yeah, I'm Scout for those who are new. Yeah, let them know your voice. Scout. say it loud and proud. Well, you're so loud, I gotta like get in there. You I know, I know you'll you'll get lost in the weeds if you know. I think I am getting lost in the <laughs> weeds to be honest. <laughs> That's so sad. Because then, like, Oy. there's this there's this trend that I'm seeking or I'm seeing in our in our relationship, where you can literally do the most outrageous, weird, embarrassing thing in the world, and we all find it funny. But the minute, the minute I act. Somewhat strange, you look at me like I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, because it's, it's a rare occurrence. You, if you want something to be normalized, you need to do repetition. Okay, I've been repeating my weirdness all week, that and I'm getting chill. I'm getting stares left yeah, and right from e- you. E- just uh, historically, from your historical archive of behaviors, um, the strangeness usually doesn't come up. It was so, so funny. We were watching Batch in Paradise last night, and I just stood we'll up recap. and stared at you. And <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I just looked at you. I'm like, what are you looking at? <laughs> and you just started laughing, and I was—I conf- was just a little appalled, <laughs> and I mean, kind of scared. It was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it was creepy. Okay, so my arms are super sore from boxing this week. Yeah. So Scout, so proud of you. Um, she Thank went you. boxing with me, which was a grand time. Not only should you be proud of me, I think I'm on week six of yeah. working out. Very good. Very proud. Um, three times a week? Yes. Wow. There's just gold stars. Went to Pilates alone today. Whenever I go somewhere alone. whenever I go somewhere alone, I'm like extra proud of myself. Because you like didn't have anyone else to prove it to. No, because no I didn't have anyone to, to, to pull me there. Got it. Usually my friends at home. You went on your own me. intuition. No. My own um I know what word you're trying <laughs> to say and I don't know what it what it is right now. Uh, volition. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Because when I work out in San Diego, I have a group of about four of us who go. So there's always someone to go with me, but whenever they, you know, don't wake up and I go alone, I just feel like it's an extra accomplishment. Very good. Two gold stars for you, Scout. Thanks. So proud of you. Um okay, so should we recap BIP? Yeah, let me just say fucking love Jordan Kimball. Yeah. Die hard Come fan. and back hot. Die hard fan, mayor of Batchrim Paradise. Mayor. Want him like you want Jordan Kimball on your side. Totally. Also, I kind of ship him and Demi. I wish they I know, were they attracted would, yeah, they're more to one another. Though, but they're they really great. They are the same person. They are the same it's person. It's really great. Um, no, this this season is just fire. Fire. It's fire. I feel fire. really bad for Clay. I know. He's nope. such a good guy. Good-looking. Nicole is literally playing him like a fiddle. also, can we talk about the fact that Nicole is the hottest commodity in Bachelor in Paradise, which is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. What happened? What show are we watching? No one saw this one coming. No one. Um, Last week, she was like this crying, insecure... Kind of all over the she place. She was a crying insecure on Colton season. Was, she, was it Colton season? I don't even remember. Was it season Ari's was season? I don't no, it wasn't it. Ari's season. I think it was Colton. No, it wasn't okay, Colton. I guess Colton just happened and she was on Paradise last year. No, she wasn't. She wasn't on Paradise last no. year? No. Okay. Okay. She was on Colton season. Right. <laughs> um, I think. <laughs> but let's just move on. Um, No, I, then, so one what, what of the other players that we love, so Kaylin and Dean. Are, we know that it's they're happening. together in real life anyways, so Spoiler that's alert. great. Um, I really like them together, although it's kind of weird because it lives in a van. So, like, where do they hang out? Probably at her gorgeous West Hollywood apartment, which I'm still trying to find because her- Cassie and Colton live there okay, as well. That is the creepiest thing I've ever heard. They must li- live right next to me. They must Okay, stalker alert. Let's just put that out there real quick. Oh, like you wouldn't want to know which building they live in and then go and try to use the pool there. Okay, I have never thought of that, <laughs> but thank you for putting that into my head. Oh, great. We we love we love the Colton and Cass. Are you still uh, a Hannah G fan? Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't know, dude. Oof, 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 oof. Yeah. she's not. She's not being portrayed in the best of lights. No, she's really not. Yeah, I mean. I think she's sexually attracted to Blake, of course, but emotionally attracted Uh, to Dylan. The thing is, she should have just fucked him when he went to Birmingham to visit her to get it out of her system, and then go in. This is the one. Okay, I'm sorry. This is the actual only question I have with this whole situation. Why, if Blake went to Birmingham and said Tanaji, why did he take Tasha? Why did he take Tasha on the? there is actually no no reason. Blake has gotten it in with so many badge girls. There must. I don't know what why he would do. Like I'm just confused. What was the impetus? And why wouldn't Hannah G be pissed at him for that? Like, hey, dude, you you told me we were gonna be together. Now you're fucking Taysha. Taysha is brilliant. Yeah, she is the most elegant woman mm-hmm. on that beach. How do you feel about her and John Paul Jones? You know what. She deserves any type of happiness. And if he gives her happiness, let's just roll with it. I love John Paul Jones. Yeah. I'm what a gem. Yeah. What a gem. What he's like sleeping all over the place. Oh, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Like under pillows. Like you don't even know he's there. The six toe bandit. I was peeing in my pants. Yeah, What is that about? No, I don't know. But Demi is so funny when she was like Blake. I don't see Demi and Derek together. But I know. I know. I don't see it long term. But, well, we don't. We know it's long term. We know it's not long term because there's a promo of her making out with a chick and she talks about how much she's in love with her. But that. Do you think they bring on? This is my theory that they bring on the girl that she was seeing before. Why? Do you think she's part of Bachelor Nation? No. I no, just you think can't. No, you that. have to be on the show. That's not true. Ashley brought her sister. Ashley, I, uh, whatever. Jared's wife. I canetti Yeah. Her sister came on a- as a contestant. Yep. On Bachelor in Paradise. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. I I don't think they would go that far as like to, it would be like a nobody. Yeah, but it would stir up some. Yeah. Okay. Well, because there's never stay been like a, there's never been a gay moment. I know. On which the is Bachelor. Just which is shocking. So this would have been the Bachelor's first gay moment, and, like, that's a really big deal. So I'm sure they would do anything to capture that, which sucks, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. There's going to be a big fight that'll probably just be nothing, and... Christian's probably going home. Yeah, we're... I'm just... I'm over... I'm already over the Nicole of it all, um, but we'll see. And then... Okay, wait, can we just touch upon Katie and how she like just started bawling and not making any sense. I thought she was drunk. We we both were like, what just happened? When she was talking to Wills. Yeah, but oh I god, justice drunk. for, for Wills. Wills! Yeah, such a catch. God damn! Yeah. Such also a catch. justice for Mike. Yeah, Mike is. Caitlyn sleeping on that? Like yeah, what? Yeah, would not have thought twice about oh that God. one. Oh, God, Mike for Bachelor. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like let him, let him, just let get him be his single and on the Bachelor in Paradise, so we can all see him as he's the bachelor. gonna be the next Bachelor. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, okay, great. So that was our recap. Um, we'll be we'll be touching upon it in the coming weeks because you know how much we are, you know, Bachelor stands. But we over promise here. we won't talk about it every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't want him to become. A bachelor podcast, (laughs) which like we probably pretty much are at (laughs) this point. (laughs) Pretty much, just yeah. Um. Anyways, oh, I did want to say, everyone. Um, we have a Twitter account now. Okay, like as if we haven't announced this 4,000 times on our Instagram. I don't care how many followers are we up to. I'm going to I'm going to announce it every single day because I want to grow this audience because I am quite obsessed with this medium. I also just want to point out that Maddie has posted her Instagram stories at least twice now saying I'm a meme goddess. When I created those memes, I came up with those captions. No, you came up with the captions. You did not create the meme. I am the goddess. Oh, memester. I'm sorry that you also, went into an app and you typed it in. Also, it was maybe t- just two. I have posted maybe 20 memes on our collective social presence. Yes, okay? but the ones that you display on your Instagram stories are all the ones I thought of. What are you talking about? Like the Kaylin kissed cam one you were like i guess i'm a okay, meme that now. was one that you did and then there was one other one i forgot okay you saying. forgot it because it was irrelevant i have you're been, such a bully. I have been churning out this meme content like it is my job and you're not even tagging okay sis, so if someone reposts it how are they gonna know it's ours oh i'm gonna do a little watermark that's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you meant like tag it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do a watermark moving forward. Um, you know, you live and you learn. But anyway, so um, it's at OKSIS Podcast on Twitter. Please smash the follow. I'm not sure if I'm doing it right. Like, I do you do the hashtags and the, and the ats in the in the tweet or do you comment them? No, you put them in the tweet. Okay. I think. I don't I know. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I've been doing that. So please, please help me with my Twitter protocol. I don't know. But I am just loving the GIFs section. It's like a built in meme. I, wow, I've been sleeping on Twitter. I am obsessed. I, I, tw- and you, the best part of it is you could tweet like a thousand times a day and no one judges you. The more you tweet, the better. That's what gets you. Gets you active over there. Okay, well, Maddie has a newfound passion. I know. I love it. So, anyways, please follow us because we're up me, to. You sent me, like, 10 memes today. I think we're up to 17 followers. Oh, that's pretty good. We had yeah. six yesterday. Yeah. So, we're at a 100% growth rate. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Overnight. Great. Can we put that in our email? Our social <laughs> media <laughs> growth is 100%. 100 <laughs> that. We doubled in one night. We <laughs> doubled in one night. <laughs> Well, I mean, our Instagram yikes. presence is pretty good. If you don't follow us on Instagram, you should definitely be hanging out oh, with us yeah. there. Oh yeah, the content is just fresh over there too. Yeah, and you saw me speaking in Lord knows what accent very early in the morning. Yeah, yikes! That was a yeah, that was a that was a moment. Um, yeah, and you can hear my voice all the time, all the time. All right, great. So let's get into this episode. Which can we just let's take a deep breath for this episode? Ready?
1: Inhale. No, because oh. it sounds
0: disgusting on a podcast mic. Oh, sorry. Okay, just in your mind. Yeah, <laughs> just, just like prepare. Just prepare for the name that I'm going to say. So I'm really interested. Okay, sorry, say the but name. God. <laughs> Dear God. So we interviewed Rosie, who is the CEO of Sugarfina. I and think she's the co-CEO. Sure, she's the co-CEO and co-founder. She is the emblem of... Of elegance, of poise, of sophistication, of of luxury, of beauty. And she was, I mean, she was just so gracious with her, one, with her time, but two, with the amount of wisdom and just, I felt like she was this guiding light As we were speaking to her. you don't have to tell me twice. I was nervous about this one. Yes. And I don't usually get nervous. And I was nervous because I've been a huge Sugarfina fan. And Rosie's just someone that I very much look up to. Mm -hmm. And so to get the opportunity to talk to her and pick her brain about what it was like to build this successful business, I was just... I, was, I think I asked her so many questions. I think I really hit her too hard. Not not hard-hitting questions, but I just kept going. I was just like, boom, boom, You yeah, we were like, come on, boom. come on. Give us all the wisdom. L- l- let us, like, breathe it in. Because she's amazing. We need to take it all in. Her energy was just, we were trying to, like, digest all of it. Like, here's to being rosy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Anyways, this... This episode is grand. I think everyone is going to thoroughly enjoy it. So, And if um, you don't know what Sugarfina is, you are living under a rock. Yeah, everyone go to the Sugarfina store, go online, get you some little- Champagne br- gummy bears. Some rosé gummy bears and eat that shit as you're listening to this episode. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun, guys. Yeah. Okay. Love you, sisters. Love enjoy. Love you, sister. Enjoy. Rosie O'Neill is the co-founder and co-CEO of luxury confections brand Sugarfina, which offers the finest gourmet candies from artisan producers around the world. As the first ever candy boutique for grown-ups, Sugarfina is disrupting the 200 billion confections industry with an innovative approach to candy, gifting and customer experience. Recently named to Fast Company's world's 50 most innovative companies and world's 10 most innovative retailers, Sugarfina is on an exciting path to becoming a dominant player in the global confection space. Founded in 2012, Sugarfina now operates more than 40 retail locations in major cities across North America and Asia, a successful e-commerce and mobile gifting platform, a fast-growing corporate and custom gifting business, and high-profile wholesale partnerships such as Nordstrom's, Neiman Marcus, Bloomingdale's, and Saks Fifth Avenue. Rosie oversees all consumer-facing departments for this fast-growing brand, including all sales and distribution channels, product development, design, and marketing. Without further ado, Rosie! Hello.
1: Welcome. Okay. Thank you.
0: I just have to say, we have royalty on this podcast right now. Royalty. I have been a Sugar Fina fan since I think you guys started. Oh my God, that's amazing. Do you want to know my it. husband got me for my year anniversary, Wh- wedding anniversary? What? A whole thing of custom Sugarfina candy because I'm such a candy person. Oh, my God. He is like a winner. Isn't that so cute? That's amazing. That's
1: so cute. We pulled up to the
0: Parker in Palm Springs and out of his trunk came this big Sugarfina bag. He knows you too well. And then I got her a whole Sugarfina get up for your bachelorette party. Yeah. It's like a bachelorette. Party staple. It now. kind of is, yeah. yeah. Bachelorette yeah. party, weddings, yeah. Totally. And then not to like say I'm the biggest Sugarfina fan ever, but three years ago it <laughs> was fangirling. National Boss Day, and I bought my boss a whole Sugarfina situation. Oh my god, I love you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh You're <laughs> the best. We're obviously your number one fans. <laughs> yeah, you thought you didn't know existed. Consumers, great. <laughs> um, okay. Current fixation. Okay. Um. So Rosie's like a little bit more sophisticated than my current fixation, but we're gonna go for it anyways. All right, Scott, you um, go. So I'm kind of missed the mark on this pop culture trend because I'm a little bit older than Mads. Um, and I never thought I would ever say this out loud publicly, but I'm a big Jonas Brothers fan now. Ooh. So, so you're, a, but you're a big fan of the resurgence. Okay. I like your 3000. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, so I'm a big fan song. of the song rollercoaster. You turned yes. me on to that. And now I'm going to their concert in October. Oh my gosh. That's fun. Like who knew? What are you going to wear? Oh my god! I haven't even gone oh, that far. We get like I love Nick shirts. No, that just really deck it out. No, okay, that, that's, yeah, that's mortifying. Like, it's mortifying. Yeah. I'm it's gonna so be the only oldest person there. Well, that's <laughs> what my boyfriend was saying. He's like, you're gonna be amongst all these little girls, and I was yeah. like, no, no, it's gonna be my age. The girls that grew up with mm-hmm. the Jonas Brothers mm-hmm. that are just yeah. kind of really. Having a nostalgic moment at the Hollywood Bowl, it's gonna be that good thing. I look 15, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll fit in, you'll fit, yeah, right I'll fit away. in great, great. Okay, so my current fixation is a little sophisticated, oh Scout. God. So, making me look bad, know, just stepping it up here. So, I love this section of the New York Times called Smarter Living. It is, um, a s- kind of like a culmination of stories that help you understand the world and make the most of it. And it comes in the form of a newsletter, which is how I consume it. And so, examples of some article titles are. What to do when you feel uninspired at work? Could your house be an Instagram star or be a better reader in seven days? So it's like fantastic stuff. The content is premium. And whenever I get the newsletter in my inbox, I just feel like I'm going to get like that little boost of intellect, you know? I have to tell you, I actually love that column too. Yes.
1: <laughs> I saw it the other day. Yes. It's like, what six things to add to your apartment to make it feel bigger? It's yes. like that kind of stuff, it's, right? It's yeah.
0: It's practical, but it's also feel good. And yeah. it, I just and it comes at the right moment. I don't know. Certain certain topics just show up in my inbox. I'm like, how the fuck did you know I was thinking this <laughs> way? Like they are just so good at knowing. And it's and the guy the editor, his name is Tim Herrera, he's hilarious. Like he's such a Twitter phenomenon and we're recently getting into Twitter. Okay, correct <laughs> is he, is You he? you yeah. are recently getting into Twitter. Is
1: he the one who does the four hour work week? Tim No, no, that's no. Tim Ferriss. Oh,
0: okay, but Tim Ferrera. Tim Herrera, Herrera. with an H. Okay. Yeah, um, It's very close.
1: If I was drunk, I wouldn't. Yeah. Know
0: <laughs> <the> difference. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be <laughs> like the four-hour workweek guy. Yeah. <laughs> um No, but it's such a it's such a like heartwarming section of the times, and it doesn't feel as like uppity as I guess the rest. Do you have of to be content? a member of the time? I'm a member of the times. No, no it's just y- it's, a, free. it's just a newsletter. Yeah, oh, it just comes. I would anyway. enjoy this. Yes, 100. Y- I would definitely enjoy. Yeah, this, yeah. no, yeah. get on it. Okay. Okay, Rosie.
1: Okay, so my um, obsession, since you guys gave me permission to say bad words, I got the most amazing grown-up coloring book. It's filled yes. with all these, do you guys know, like, adult coloring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like pe- colored pencils, whole thing. Right. Um, so this is all about super cute animals married with like curse words so (laughs) it's like a picture of a little pony and then it says you are fucking magical and you like color it in so it's like all these super like cute pictures and then like these like super like cuss word dirty phrases next to them that's amazing Um, it makes me feel very rebellious yeah (laughs) um it's you know it depends on what kind of mood i'm in if i'm just like furiously trying to get my energy out maybe like 30 minutes but if I want to spend my time with it which was like the little the pony one the you are so fucking magical one <laughs> I took a couple hours on that one I love, I that. love that that's a pe-
0: good way to pe- unwind yeah people
1: say it's very meditative it's very meditative yeah. but I think this particular book with like the edge to it like mm. makes it funny at the yeah. same time so it's like it's I relaxing it, but
0: it like, Kind of makes you laugh. Yeah, it gives you that little grown up because it's, you know, you're coloring. Like, yeah. How. I haven't colored in so long. Yeah, how entertaining. I would love can to it be? color. I know. So it's kind of. It's very passage. satisfying too, yeah.
1: like the way the markers sort of just like glide onto the page. And yeah. I don't know, like I get very into that. Can you pick the colors relaxing. or is it like color? Oh, by yeah. Number? No, no, no. That's the whole thing is you can paint it whatever or color it however got you it. like.
0: Yeah. Got it. I yeah. love we that. We got to get into this. Yeah, I think we're going to. I know. We oh. need something to just like quiet. The, the brain mm-hmm. fog that's happening up here um all right i mean it's been long enough we need to get into sugar we need to talk about candy yeah we need to talk about candy so we're gonna hit you with the hard question first okay what was what's my f- favorite candy yes <laughs> Was that as, as predictable? Your mind. As predictable <laughs> as we could get. <laughs> okay, so Or at um, least growing up. Because we okay. you have to say a sugar candy now, of but like course. growing up. Yeah, yeah growing up, it? like like okay. gas so, station candy. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs>
1: um so I know this is gonna sound really gross. I loved, like, loved those chalk candy cigarettes. Do you know what I'm talking oh about? My God, they yes. don't even sell them anymore because oh the like, yes. parents feel like their kids are going to start smoking if they eat them. But I would like buy them and I'd pretend I was smoking them, and then I would eat them, and I just like loved them. Wow! I never started smoking, thank God. Good, good for so you. Maybe you. So <laughs>
0: yeah. maybe there was maybe it like to prevented them. me from yeah, smoking. You yeah. yeah. You got your fix. You got your fix. Yeah, young. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I remember growing up, our dad was obsessed with good and plenty. I love good and plenty. I know. Ugh.
1: See, here's the thing. Like, I think it's I love it or hate all it. the
0: weird candy
1: that people don't like. Yeah. But I, but I recognize that those aren't going to be what people like. So mm. I'm not like going to put all this black licorice into Sugarfina.
0: Right. Yeah. I just,
1: oh my God, when he
0: would eat the book by Disgusting. the box. And we were like, what is, like, ew. My favorite is um, anything sugared. So like Sour Punch, mm, Sour yeah. Patch, Sour Kids. And see, I'm a chocolate girl. So uh, I love Reese's, Kit Kat. Like, so interesting. You were yeah, never a chocolate. Never a chocolate person. So wild. Okay, so before... Sugarfina I think we can all agree that there was a lack of sophistication and luxury Mm -hmm. around candy so how what what made you marry those two concepts like why did you have this inkling to think that they could be conjoined
1: you know it really came out of like a whim so Josh who is my co-founder he took me to see Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory on our third date which was like super cute date but we started talking like why doesn't candy feel magical anymore? Like you watch that movie and you just like have this magical feeling and you know you go into a candy store today and you're like shoveling bags of gummy worms and it's just not like sophisticated. And so we sort of just had this spark of an idea like why isn't there a candy store for grownups? And like what would a candy store for grownups look like and then we just sort of started snowballing on that. And um, I just wanted to, I mean, it's, it sounds crazy, but like I was just designing something for myself in a lot of ways, like the candy store that I would dream of. Um, and then fortunately, a lot of people liked it too.
0: We heard that with a lot of entrepreneurs that they started An idea because they felt there was a lack for themselves personally yeah Yeah. and it comes at a place of empathy and it's something that you would actually use totally desire and
1: it was kind of like a guilty pleasure in a way and it just like I don't know there was something about it that I was like ooh, I would be so excited to like walk into something like this it would feel like it was designed just for me
0: so walk us through the very early stages on of the company what was the first move what was the first kind of decisions being made what did that look like really really early on
1: So, really, really, really early on, it was just the two of us. And I remember we told our parents that we were going to like quit what we were doing and start a candy store. It was on Mother's Day. So, we were all like here at this table actually. Um, And we told our parents, and I swear to God, it was like the mic dropped and they were just, what? what are you guys doing? You're dropping your great jobs to go start a candy store. Are you crazy? (laughs) Like what happened? Um, and I just remember we were like, you know what? I know it sounds crazy, but you just have no idea what we have in our head. It's going to be amazing. Just wait. We'll we'll show you in a few months. Um, So we just, uh, the two of us just like got very scrappy, rolled up our sleeves. Anything that we didn't know how to do, we figured it out. We learned it. Um, So like, you know, Josh was filing all the legal documents. I was learning how to design a website, which I hadn't done before. Um, You know, we got to do taste testing of candy together. So there was just, there were so many different things to be done, but in a weird way, because it was candy and we both were so excited about it, it almost felt like we were at camp and we were working on like an arts and crafts project. That's like the best way I can describe it.
0: And so did you start e-commerce? Did you start selling to local boutiques? How did you get the, the brand out there in the beginning?
1: Yeah, we started online. So we, um, we told our parents on Mother's Day, so in May, and then in about July of 2012, we um, launched the website.
0: So h- what went into that first product? Like what did you... What aspects of candy or what types of flavors, how did you know what to put into it? So
1: um, we we don't actually manufacture candy. So the way that we work is we partner with artisan candy makers and we have them create candy exclusively for us. So in the very early days when we were still teeny teeny tiny, um, we were basically sourcing and curating candies that they already produced. And um, for the most part, these were candy makers who were in different parts of Europe, never been sold in the U.S. before, really beautiful, high quality candies, um, things that no one had ever seen or tasted. So we. What they were already making, packaged it into our Pretty Sugarfina packaging and and sold it that way. That
0: is genius because you could have gone in the direction of we are just going to be a boutique that sells different branding, but you brought all branding in-house and kept one name going on.
1: Yeah, it was important to us to be able to tell the stories behind the candy, but that truly the candy was about this curated experience under Sugarfina
0: guys go about shifting behavior? Because I think that was a big thing that Sugarfina has done so successfully is people that aren't into candy or gr- quote unquote grownups that, you know, just don't eat candy for fun are now looking at Sugarfina and at this brand and feeling a kinship towards it. So how did you bridge that gap and shift behavior that way?
1: We were really worried in the beginning that, like, people would not get it. And, you know, it's, it's very high-quality candy, so it's premium-priced. It's not going to be the same as, like, gummy worms in the gas station. And we were worried. We're like, are people going to understand? Are they going to see that this is actually better quality and, and pay more for better quality? And I think we were just so surprised and blown away that something about it just connected with people. It almost, like, it almost brought out this sort of feeling of being a grown-up kid in a candy store. Like, it's something small— Um, And, you know, something that you can treat yourself to, you feel really special and you almost like, you almost like treasure the moment. You're not like mindlessly eating a bag of junk food. You're like having a piece at a time or maybe, you know, you like pour it into your mouth, but (laughs) (laughs) to each his own. Yeah. Um, It's a more mindful experience. But it's mindful indulgence is what I like to call it. Oh, I
0: love that. Okay. So ever since I've been buying Sugarfina, you guys have this amazing clear box that you put all Mm -hmm. of your things in. Whose idea was that? How did that start? Because I think it's just incredible. Um,
1: yeah, we wanted to make everything kind of really be all about the candy being the star. So our website, our retail stores, our packaging, they're all um, minimalist in a way because we, the candy's so beautiful. We wanted people to see it. And so um, the little clear candy cubes, I just love this concept because um, it, you know it elevated it. It made it look like jewelry. It was very pretty and small. But then I also wanted it so that you could come into our store and pick things up and touch and feel and not have that be a gross experience. I'm sure we've all like been in a candy store where kids are reaching their hands in the bin and it's just gross. But then you may have also been in a fancy chocolate store where you have a counter separating you from the product and you have to have someone help you with the product. We kind of wanted to do almost like what Sephora did with makeup. Like you can go in and you can touch and feel and play, but it's all very clean and organized um, and sophisticated. I love that. Okay,
0: where did the champagne? I have so many questions. I know. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. am I like um fire rap? What's it called? Rapid fire? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about the champagne gummy bears? Oh no! Well, well I was gonna ask the just alcohol infused yes, con- like products. Like where did that come from? Obviously, th- I think the more grown up element, but. That seemed to put you on the map.
1: Yeah. Blow up for sure. I mean, if you can combine two vices, right, that's <laughs> like the dream state. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, and it, everything that we did in the early days was through the lens of four grownups. And what does that mean? And so, you know, cocktail just sprung to mind immediately because that's such a a theme that makes sense for grown-ups. And I think that connects really well with candy. So the Champagne Bears was one of our earliest products. It's still our best seller, um, even to this day. And, you know, we said, okay grown up. Great. Let's take it up a notch. Let's use Dom Perignon champagne in the champagne bears. And so we started making them with Dom Perignon, which then, you know, it's just another level of sophistication and it's fun to give as a gift, you know. That's like a fancy little treat that you can give to someone. Yeah. So that re- reminds me,
0: I feel as if Sugarfina's brand partnerships is mm-hmm. on the next level. How do you go about Um, partnering with certain companies and where, what is the protocol with that and how do you decide who you partner with? And can you list a few of the partnerships? Yeah. I know you've done Press Juicery, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we've done some really cool ones. So everything from alcohol, like Casamigos tequila, Tito's vodka, to things that are kind of more what I'll call like um, healthy everyday beverages. So like Press Juicery, the green juice gummy bears, Alfred Coffee, we did caffeinated cold brew bears. Oh, I didn't see those. Oh, I saw those. Oh, oh my God. I I saw those. Those are, so I'm going to get you guys a little care package. So Um, (laughs) Scout just like stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just died. I just (laughs) died. Stuff is going to be coming to you. So you'll love those. Those are amazing. Um, And then we do fun things with like character properties. So we did one with Hello Kitty. We did one with Mickey Mouse. So it's kind of just, I love collabs because they give us permission to do something fresh and different and play. Mm -hmm. And it's meant to be kind of this limited time special thing. And I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, we always want to be a brand where people come to us knowing they're something new and there's something exciting um and so that really helps us you know get creative and come up with new things
0: absolutely so there's been so many obviously incredible milestones throughout this journey but what was the first maybe biggest customer or biggest order or something where you're like holy shit this is going to be thing yeah
1: um so I mean the 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 biggest deal was when uh I realized that we had someone ordering on the website who wasn't someone we knew (laughs) right because it's like like, oh wait that's your mom that's your mom's friend that's your mom's (laughs) friend's friend and then she gave it to her teacher no I remember when we started getting orders in from parts of the country we had no idea who these people were and that was just like for an entrepreneur I think that is the moment when you realize like Oh my God, I have something that people besides my friends and family are gonna buy. That <laughs> Maybe I have a real company. Um, but I think the thing that was like a big, big moment early on um, was we were approached by Facebook uh, to do this program called Facebook Gifts. And basically, I don't know if you guys remember this, it was like f- six years ago, but you could send a real gift in the mail to your Facebook friends just by like pressing one button. Um, and so Facebook reached out to us and said, hey, do you wanna be part of this program? And we were like kicking ourselves. I mean, we were, do- were doing all of this in the basement of our house, like just the two of us at this point. And um, so this program goes live and it's, you know, the gift partners are Apple, Starbucks and Sugarfina. And oh we're like, what? God. <laughs> we're like, what the That's hell crazy. just happened? And what did we sign up to? So we got a little in over our heads in terms of like what we were capable of doing, but we actually, um, it ended up being a really good partnership. It's, it, it was only like a one year thing that they did it for, but it was, it was helpful for us to grow, um, you know, really quickly right away. Yeah.
0: And to have your name amongst those brands. Yeah. Wow. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. So you, I I don't know what job you had before, but you mentioned that you left your job and then you kind of became a co-CEO and a founder of Sugarfina. Tell us about the biggest growing pains you had as far as becoming a leader of a company and maybe some advice you might have given to yourself starting out. You know, there's so many women that listen to this podcast that want to do their own thing and, and eventually want to become leaders in a space of their own. But I think the the path to getting there is filled with so many hurdles and jumps and, and excitement and challenges. So I would love to hear your perspective on what that progress was like for you.
1: Yeah, it's really, really hard. And I think that um, I came from kind of like the corporate background. So I worked at Mattel. I was the director of marketing for Barbie. Oh, wow. um, oh. So I've had like every little girl's fantasy career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? it's so like play with dolls and eat candy all day. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think the, th- the things that I loved about it were... Whatever I came up with in my head, I knew I could create and bring to life and it was really me driving it as opposed to when you work within another company, someone else might have to approve it, you know, it has to go through different changes before it ultimately launches, It it's not 100% yours. And so for me, that like real magical moment was, this is 100% mine, I'm, I'm creating and growing this. The flip side to that is this is 100% mine. I better get this right. I better not screw this up. Maybe I shouldn't go out with my friends because I should be working on this business. All of a sudden, the that freedom almost becomes um, like handcuffs because unlike a corporate job where you kind of go home at the end of the day and you can think about other things, when you're starting a business, particularly in the early days, it's an obsession. And it's really hard to say no to the business to say yes to other things in your life. So that was the hardest thing for me was just not literally falling down this rabbit hole of only working and never
0: (laughs) doing anything else. So what kind of leader are you? How did you transition into running a company?
1: Yeah, um so I mean in the early days like I wouldn't even call myself a leader because we were just like the two of us kind of dividing up projects and figuring out how to make it work. It was it was kind of in the second year that we started to hire people and bring them on um, that I realized like whether I liked it or not, I was a leader. And I think sometimes people, you know, they don't think of themselves as leaders, but then, you know. You are stuck in you, that or you're, you're kind of, put in the role. Well, you are. And you have to recognize yeah. that even if that's not what you're calling yourself, that's what you are. Mm. Um, and I I wanted to create an environment where people felt really empowered and where they felt like they were running the shots in their area. Um, so it was important to me, I think, first and foremost, to hire people who were way smarter than me in whatever area that was, because I don't want to have somebody where I can do their job. I'd prefer to have that person tell me what we should do. Um, And making, you know, just following through on that. So finding those people, that great talent, but then giving them the permission and the space to do what they do, to let them make mistakes. Because honestly, I feel like you learn more from your mistakes than you do from everything being perfect. Um, And having just like a good feedback loop, good communication.
0: Okay, so I have a question for you. This is kind of a mentor question. So I just started my own company, and I hired my first employee. And I am two interns, so we're a small team of four right now. And I'm really thinking really hard about what kind of leader I want to be in this space. And I thought it would be a good idea, maybe you can tell me this is a terrible idea with your experience, <laughs> to send out an anonymous questionnaire about the qualities they look for in a boss, and a work environment, and... Um, Uh, a co-worker Mm -hmm. and see what the women that I'm working with are really looking for in a work environment and see how I, I mean, I obviously won't go against something that I believe in necessarily, but kind of get the feedback and see where their mind is at with all that environment stuff, and then from there I can kind of create an environment that that helps support everybody. Is that too much, or is that a good idea?
1: No, I think it's really great to solicit feedback, and if you have the kind of um, people on your team where you can have that open dialogue, that can be even better. But sometimes people are shy, and they might yeah. not they might not say the tough things to your face. And and you know we work you know we have a company where everyone is super sweet and super nice to each other. In order to help get those tougher conversations out, we actually have um, kind of like an anonymous question, thoughts, suggestion thing. And then we will read them out loud at our monthly company um, team meetings so that those uncomfortable questions, everyone in the group can hear it. Because it's one thing when, you know, you have that uh, conversation one-on-one, but if someone's feeling that way, other people might be feeling that way too. So I actually love finding ways to get that anonymous feedback, because um, you'll get, you know, I think a lot more Honesty, um, but I would also say you know it's uh, leadership is different from person to person, and I have different leadership styles with different people on my team depending on who they are and what they need and what they're looking for. And I think that's one of the main skills of being a good leader is being able to adapt. Yeah, adaptable. Mm-hmm. I,
0: I I feel like people don't say that a lot. Like we always ask about the person at the top and how they are amongst the masses, but it's really about knowing your employee knowing what they need um that's that's really powerful okay I need to go back to the candy yes so (laughs) sorry um, a little business detail um okay so what goes into product development like how do you know what like how do you know when to incorporate chocolate how do you know when to incorporate just the gummy like where does it all come from um yeah, it's I mean it's
1: like a creative soup is <laughs> the best way I can describe it. It's kind of like you just put hundreds of ideas into a pot and stir and great things come out the other side. Um so I I mean I'm you know I'm kind of the one driving the process with the team but it's very collaborative. So, you know, we'll have team offsites, team brainstorms, team scouting exercises. We'll have lots of great ideas come to the table and then you know I kind of help work with the team to distill okay What's going to work? What's not going to work? What do we want to move forward with? Um, And we like to push the boundaries. I mean, you know, no one would have thought that green juice gummy bears would have been successful. I guarantee you that if I had gone out and done a focus group, nobody would have liked that. But we're like, you know what? We just have a hunch. There's something about this that's like so crazy it kind of works, and we launched it. And it's it was like one of our best selling clubs we ever did. Um, so that it's like you kind of yeah. just it's like this combination of like gut and intuition married with you know some science yeah. a little bit <laughs> and willing to take a risk and willing a to take bit. a risk. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: I feel like people uh, rely too much on data sometimes. Like yeah. yes, it can be indicative and it can. It could help guide your decision, but in the end, it feels like that, like, you know the product better than anyone, and, like, if it's something so new, the, the, like, the public might yeah, not people, get people it. People don't
1: know what they want exactly. until you show it to them, right? Exactly. Yeah. So sometimes you really do have to go out on a limb. And I think yeah. that's what's so fun about what we do is we give ourselves permission to do that. And, you know, it doesn't work 100% of the time. Yeah, so I was going to
0: ask, what was the time that yeah, I mean, did mean, when it, it didn't work <laughs> 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 that we
1: don't remember? Okay. Well, it goes back to good and plenties, right? Yeah. So um, in the early days, uh, when I was obsessed with black licorice, um, we came out with all these like amazingly creative flavors of black licorice that I thought were like the best thing in the world and not every single one flopped like i'm not kidding We need to give it to our dad
0: he would love it <laughs> all that all that it. inventory you have yeah. we know where to put yeah. it yeah
1: yeah <laughs> no one of them actually we had a whole bunch of inventory and my mom like loved it i'm like mom i am hooking you up with 80 pounds of your licorice candy <laughs>
0: 80 pounds. I think she still
1: is working her way through it.
0: I mean, yeah. This
1: was in like 2013. Wow. Oh, my God.
0: That's the problem with me is I have no self-control. So if one gave me 80 pounds worth of candy, who knows how long that would last yeah. me. Yeah,
1: Licorice Listen. lasts a surprisingly long time. Well, yeah. I won't
0: touch licorice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is next? Like, give us some some insight oh there's so many exciting things so um
1: we've been uh starting to open stores overseas which has been really cool so we opened a couple stores in hong kong um on the candy and product side um we're working on another really cool collab it launches next month um it's with another celebrity owned alcohol brand so I'll let you figure that out. Oh, we'll, <laughs> do some we'll do some research. Do some uh, research. Yeah, it might you. be in a family that we haven't played in before, like gin. Hint, hint.
0: Maddie would know that. <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need to do some research. We'll do yeah, some, we'll some research. research. We'll do some research. Yeah.
1: So that's <laughs> coming out next month. I'm I'm excited, but th- I love gin. Like I love gin. So Sounds it's great. our first time doing gin candy. Um, and then we just have so- we have so much good stuff for holiday. Our advent calendar this year
0: is crazy. It's so cute. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love it. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. So you said that you're opening stores overseas. What is that like managing a company that is so far away from you? Do you have to find people over there that you trust? What What's that vetting process like? Yeah,
1: it's really important um, to have like a great partner over there. So the way that we're doing it is is like a franchise relationship. Okay. So we find a partner and we essentially give them the rights to you know open Sugarfina boutique sell Sugarfina in that country and we were fortunate we found an amazing partner who is super super good at this they've um they've actually owned and and run uh like these very very high-end luxury cake companies um lady m i don't know if yeah. you're yeah mm-hmm. so they do lady m in hong kong oh, and um they just have done such a beautiful job with the brand it's like i'm so proud of how we look in hong kong because they have been an amazing partner
0: yeah, you guys opened it. I live in San Diego, and I was so excited when you opened it. Yes. Oh. Yes. You I, did? I love. Wow.
1: I love that store. By it's the way, so the pretty. whole open door thing is like it's so San so Diego. So how many stores are there now? It's about forty. Wow. And how many yeah. employees do you have? Um. So, like, including all of our store employees in our like warehouses, it's about four hundred. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, sugar peanut. Oh. Oh, I sugar remember peanut. when it was in this house and it was like oh four people. So what we does your mom say
0: now? <laughs> yeah, mom. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <mom>. <laughs> happy Mother's Day.
1: I know. I know. Well, yeah, like now I am her official candy peddler. Yeah. So she's happy. Yeah. yeah, she's really happy. Although I think now she's like, please stop giving me candy. She's like, I think you gave me diabetes.
0: I don't know. <laughs> Wait, how often do you eat candy? How yeah. often do you eat sugar fan? I mean, I, you are you're quite they're, they're, you're, you're quite tiny, yeah, yeah. No, yeah.
1: like I, I have to eat candy all the time. I think wow. what I have figured out though is it like i'm like a all or nothing person like Mm -hmm. if i'm gonna eat candy i'm gonna go like totally batshit crazy Mm -hmm. and like scarf it down i have trained myself with candy to have like a couple pieces at a time and then walk away oh good for you yeah it was was hard though yeah there's days there's days where like lunch is candy dinner is candy it's yeah but it's all about moderation (sighs) right so like I, I eat healthy most of the time. I exercise. Yeah. You know, it's like I think you should Balance. still treat yourself, yeah. but
0: it's balanced. Totally. What is the most unique way that you've seen Sugarfina be like implemented into? Like a party or a brand or something or
1: oh, there's so many good ones. Yeah. That's um, a good so question. that's
0: a really good question. Yeah. No one's
1: ever asked that. Oh, good question. Go
0: mads. Oh <laughs> Snaps yeah, for over mads. here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, a couple. Um, so uh, these girls dressed up as sugarfina candy cubes for Halloween.
0: So good, like Amazing. they had
1: like the cube like as their body, and then they. Put candy inside, and then they dressed up as the candy themselves. Oh it was super amazing. creative. It was really cute. Um, another one is um, a woman got married in our store, and so she had like a whole Sugarfina themed wedding inside Sugarfina store? Pasadena.
0: Oh my that's god! Amazing. <laughs> oh. Isn't that awesome? See, I, mean, I thought I was the super fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, have a, I have a long to way to go. It's hard to top. It's hard to top the wedding. Yeah, the that's store. that's a big wow. one. Yeah, that's but amazing. I I love
1: that, and we've had like I think twelve different people propose marriage with a Sugarfina box yeah, or a trunk sure. or a candy cube. Mm. So that's always oh, like that's so, so cute so to hear those stories.
0: Yeah, it's so sweet. I love <coughs> that. Oh well, Rosie, this was so amazing. My heart is warm. My heart is warm. Oh. We're gonna our bellies are gonna be full soon. <laughs> yes, with Sugarfina. And tell everyone where they can find you, Sugarfina. The whole thing.
1: Yeah. So on Instagram, we're at Sugarfina. My personal Instagram is Rosie Colleen. I'm a little Irish girl at heart. Um, and uh, and then our website is Sugarfina.com. Love oh. it. Let's go get sugar high.
0: Yeah, totally. Let's do it. And you can find us at, at OKSIS Podcast. Thanks, Bye. sisters.